1: What's going on everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's Live, Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague, it's a special live edition, it's a crappy live edition, (laughs) because it's official, Uh, Damian Lillard is opting for surgery, Uh, if you're new here, welcome, we appreciate you. Uh, This is uh, an impromptu live show. It's going to kind of be a quasi-mailbag, quasi-live show, quasi-state-of-the-franchise, state-of-the-union type of situation, Uh, just because everything kind of culminated in that. And the day before the six-game road trip, we have talked about this for literally a month as far as Dame surgery and kind of looking at this six-game road trip as the the giant flare in the sky because this was Mm -hmm. the turning point of what was going to be or not going to be. And uh, we've reached it, Brandon.
2: We um. Happy. Well, it's kind of weird to say this, and I, I don't mean it to sound how it's going to sound, but hey, kudos to us. We <laughs> talked about Dame being hurt, and you were on Twitter a lot more actively than I, and you got some backlash, and some media members called that out. Yeah. And we did this song and dance for two months and acted. Uh, He's got 30 points. I think he's good now. And it's like, oh, he got a second quarter zone shot cool (laughs) and so we just kept telling people like wait just wait just wait and then he finally sat out and
1: let me let me let me get my kermit the frog going here real quick
2: (laughs) (laughs) it it sucks i feel bad for dame he obviously didn't want it to come to this he
1: fought it tooth and nail
2: i know i well that's what i'm saying is he clearly didn't want to do this but the situation presented itself and so uh i think long term he'll end up being happy that he did this because it could actually help his longevity of his career i know somebody already tweeted us uh asking already about the timing of this why it wasn't earlier dame's a competitor i mean straight up dame is one mm-hmm. of the the toughest competitors in this league in a league where you'd guess what 20 percent of the players don't even like basketball they just play because they're tall like another 20 percent care more about the money than anything else yeah. like this dude cares about he is, ball he,
1: they're I am not a Kobe guy. I know a lot of people are. I I respect his legacy. He's a top 10, 12 player of all time. Mm -hmm. But one thing that was unquestioned about Kobe is that basketball was the most important thing to him. Yep. Basketball is the most important thing to Damian Lillard right now. Yeah. Like as far as like the the career side of things. I'm not saying it's more important than his wife or his kids. I'm talking about that he's not worried about the other stuff. He is a basketball guy. There is a lot of guys in the NBA that are not basketball guys they just happen to make money doing it
2: kevin Durant straight up asked are you worried that playing this many minutes on your body is bad he said if i die leave me out there like yeah. some of these guys like them or not
1: Our are hoopers
2: and like i i love basketball i know you love basketball mm-hmm. like but it is it's almost like a disease for them like it is an it you would pry
1: their bo- their dead bodies off the court yeah. you know what I just realized really. I didn't I didn't turn my little bloop there we go a special edition tank added to the graphics here oh there we go yeah, I did a little, did the little Photoshop work <laughs> oh yeah no it's it's a nice little abrams with a little pinwheel put right over the top of it and yeah cleaned out the background so it sits right on the uh sit's right on the graphic here so if you're watching on YouTube appreciate you uh welcome thank you all for being here Uh, If it's your first time, welcome in. If it's your first thousandth time, cool. We appreciate you. Either way, uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. Find us wherever you get podcasts. If you're watching here on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Help us continue growing. Uh, News of the day, obviously, Damian Lillard is out. Now the question is, is Damian Lillard out for the season? Hmm. I've already gotten this a couple different times. It says six to eight weeks, Dan. It says six to eight weeks.
2: For evaluation. (laughs) Do people overlook that part of it? Like we'll reevaluate yeah. this in six to eight weeks, and it's going to be eight, and then they're going to go, we'll rehab this and reevaluate in four, and then you go. There's only a week after that left, and they're like, "Yep, we're shutting it down."
1: It's weird that they have to play this game.
2: I mean, they don't. They really don't. I mean, they they shouldn't. Did they do? Did the Warriors re- uh, refresh my memory? Uh, did the Warriors the year Steph broke his? They hand? did. Did they play with, this game? They did, with Draymond. Oh, that's right. When Draymond finally realized he can't win by himself, and he's like, mm, this is a bad look for me. I'm going to get out of here.
1: I'm going to go ahead and sit this one down, too. Because <laughs> yeah. he put on, like, 25 pounds. It was he like, did. That was not was a great like, season. Oh,
2: this yeah, bad. the KD depression kicking in.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't great. Uh, I've seen a lot of people ask, uh, why is the recovery time I'm only six to eight weeks? Because modern medicine is insane. That's why. Uh, if you want to read about it, there's some stuff out there uh, as far as abdominal tendinopathy and, and the surgery that, that, that takes place to kind of relieve the, the, the issues, the inflammation, the frustration that it causes. Some of what I've read says it's you know a, a fairly simple recovery process. I tend to think anytime you're opening up your abs or anything near there, it's not great. Uh, as far as like how it feels in the recovery, but, uh, there's mixed reviews as far as like how success- successful it can be. But for mm-hmm. the record, Damien Lillard did have two independent reviews done. One in St. Louis, one in Philadelphia, both concurred that surgery was the next and correct option. Mm-hmm. Basically they've exacerbated everything else behind it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no other approach to it at this point. Uh, I'm yeah. glad everybody concurs Leonardo DiCaprio style. Um, yeah, it, it is a bummer that we're not going to see him play. You know, it's it's never a situation mm-hmm. where I root to not see the team's best player who's been as loyal to the franchise as yes. any player in its history. Um, but it is what it is. It, it needed to be done. He, he needs to get healthy. And, like, that's the important part of this. No matter what moves – I, I want to get this out before I forget it. There's going to be a lot of rumors, trade stuff, um, uncertainty mm-hmm. going into the summer – you know, no matter what we all agree or disagree with in that regard, remember that the idea of a 100% healthy Damian Lillard drastically changes your team. It's not like the Dame you saw this year is that Dame next year. And so when you say so-and-so is playing with Dame and you go, well, always remember, like, dude is that kind of guy that when he's 100% healthy, He's instantly elevating what this team's going to be. If you can add the right. He's a top
1: 10 player in the NBA. That's right. you're trying to get him back to,
2: if you add the right pieces to that, um, this team can be really stinking good again. Can they win a title? I don't know. That's, that's neither here nor there, but um, (laughs) they'll at least be better.
1: We're not going to run down that quite yet. No. Um, It's not a cool thing. It's not a fun thing. Not being able to watch Damian Lillard sucks. Like that—that that part of it sucks. Like, 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 we can have our you know morning, you know, for the rest of the season, and we don't get to watch Amy Lowell play. Uh, but even just a few minutes ago, at uh, Scrappy Mutt on Twitter says, "I'm still rooting for wins." And Scrappy Mutt, I'm not calling you out. I just find it batshit crazy. I, my brain can't go there. Like, I, I, I can like, I, I'm pretty amenable to a lot of things. Even if I totally disagree, I can see where you're coming from absolutely I can't see where anybody's coming from on, on this whole thing like I still want them to win
2: like I can't my,
1: my brain can't go there I can't
2: well I I can in the sense of I have been surprised because uh radio listeners have texted us in and I've seen it on Twitter I'm, just for any listeners right now listening like I don't know how many people remember that they're going to keep this draft pick it's top 14 it's lottery protected. Yes they will absolutely be one of the worst 14 teams in this league, if not one of the worst five, that draft pick is theirs. That's why you don't win games. And, and for the crowd that appreciates competing and being consistent, I, I get that. But we're all after the end goal here, and, and being in the play-in tournament does not help you whatsoever. It crushes you. You do not mm-hmm. want that. That's why you are for losses.
1: This is crippling. If they don't get a top five pick, it was for nothing. Because there's no amount of trades with with what they currently have that is saving this team and saving for a chance to rebuild around Damian Lillard. No, no. This this we talked about this in the summer. Like, man, wouldn't it be insane if you know they somehow stumbled into a top pick? Like, that's the only way. That or Nas or Ant becoming so good that somebody's like, man, maybe we should entertain Jalen for, for for Ant. Right, like those are the kind of like it had to be. It w- it was so far out of left
2: field. Can't believe you just traded, Ant.
1: I listen again. I, I'm
2: not. <laughs> but that like it was crazy even... to think
1: about. Right,
2: like, it didn't. It seemed too far fetched. <clears throat> You're like, that's not. That's not in the cards. No. Not this year.
1: No, 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 no freaking way. And so then all of a sudden, this like, I think I might have started the tank in like November. People were like, Hey, Dan, maybe slow down a little bit. I'm like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This looks pretty awful.
2: So I feel like the second game of the year they beat the goddamn suns, and you were like, they need to tank.
1: I was just like, yeah, but did they? But did I they? Know. Uh it was I hate I honestly, and this is one of those things where like I hate being right. Like it was it's, it's so no, you no, no I do. You I up. do genuinely yes, I genuinely hate it. You're I, a, I do for this one reason. Okay. It yeah. sucks. To not be in the mix. Yeah, it's not fun. Like, I don't enjoy that at all because they're in this weird limbo. Where, like, they need to suck, but they need to suck something fierce. Like, they need to be bad
2: well, in order you're, for you're,
1: this to be successful.
2: You're just in a different mix. You're not in a title mix now. Now you're in a race to get a good draft. A pick. race
1: to the bottom, and you've got some teams that are much, much worse than you. And there's a question in here. Uh, I saw it pop up from Brett Pittner. What if we keep winning our lead guard a la Memphis? Well, first of all, Memphis had everybody else. They have a potential all-star wing in Desmond Bain. Jaron Jackson Jr. may make an all-star game.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Brooks was still playing then. He hadn't been hurt yet. Yeah. Um and they've got good depth. Yeah. Like they've they've got some dudes who can play, man. Uh so that's that's harder to see if you're looking at Portland. Yeah,
2: but – yeah, okay, sorry for interrupting. No, 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 no. Go, go, go. Well, I, I, what I was going to add to it is I think you're right, but the open-mindedness of the draft situation is is kind of where I'm headed, and I'm, I'm going to be super flexible to any and all things that they want to try. Now, if I don't like it, I'm going to be honest about it. But if you get into the right spot and luck hits your way, the way the league is set up now, what year is Giant? Three? He's probably already a top ten player. Like he's 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 on the edge. Yeah. Like right. If if somebody tried
1: to sell you that, you're not arguing back that hard.
2: No. I mean, like, I mean, dear God, the last like five games, he's been on a tear, and he's not even making his threes. Mm -hmm. Like, that is an example, I think, of this league. Evan Mobley in Cleveland. If you get the right young player, and you get to pair him with a Dame, like remember Neil used to talk about this timeline shit. And it bothered me. I
1: forgot about the timeline. I
2: hated the timeline. It was like, well, Dame and CJ are 29 and 30, and we got to have people on the same time. No, you don't. That's ridiculous. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are not on the same timeline. They're not from the same generation, let alone the same timeline. Jimmy Butler and Bam out of Bayou are not on the same timeline. But Lowry,
1: Butler, Bam, Tyler. You've got... Four different timelines.
2: But, but, but what? Why do they work? Because they're talented. Talent wins in this league and Mm -hmm. it wins quickly. I watched a video yesterday for five minutes of LeBron, his rookie year, and I'm like, oh yeah, he was doing that to dudes his rookie season. If you pair the right person with Dame, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. And you don't get you right back in a spot where maybe you feel like, damn, the future is way brighter than I thought it would be. All
1: right. So the immediate future is, is not stellar. Um, the Denver game is going to be borderline unwatchable.
2: It's um, going to be going to be bad.
1: It, it's going to be really
2: bad. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Denver and the 12. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's going to be. Um, Zeller, so
1: Cody Zeller returned to play. Didn't have his mask on the other day. Got whacked in the face again. Got knocked over. Now he's back on the injury report for the same right patellar fracture that he had before and listed it is doubtful. What the hell was he doing on the floor?
2: Th- that was, yeah, don't Just, get it.
1: Uh, Norm is still in health and safety protocols. Dame is yeah. obviously having surgery.
2: I hope Norm, by the way, is feeling good. Shout out to Norm. I, yeah. I hope he's feeling all I
1: right. I have not heard whether or not he's symptomatic or not. So,
2: Well, what we do, I will say, the, the one negative sports leagues have done, they, they really downplayed this. Like They call it mild. Yeah. And, and I know in the grand scheme it's mild. Mine probably would be classified as mild. Kicked my ass for two days. Like mm-hmm. making people feel like that for two days is not fun. It sucks. So yeah,
1: going on a like knowing you're going on a trip after all this as someone who was on a plane immediately after it, not fun. No, not no, fun. Not <laughs> um, CJ McCollum is still listed as out for right lung pneumothor- pneumothorax. So this is where everybody's wondering, well, what? If, how can they do that if CJ's healthy? Well, he's not listed as healthy. Mm-hmm. That that's how they do this. For anybody wondering how they can possibly keep C.J. off the floor, uh, I give you this. Uh, Larry Nance Jr., right knee inflammation. So Larry will go on the trip, but he is not playing against Denver. Also, Anthony Simon's personal reasons is also out for Denver.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
4: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Hmm.
1: So for those of you wondering about Ant, no, it's not because of an impending trade. I've I've gotten a bunch of those already. Uh, Just use your brains. That's what I'll say. Use your brains. Uh, I would imagine Ant is probably back with a team when they stop off in Florida.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, <coughs> excuse me. God, I am still fighting the back of this cold off. Speaking of Anthony Simons. Speaking of Anthony Simons. Let me go ahead and go there real quick. While he is out at Denver, Brandon, in January, he's averaging 28-8-3 and three on 51-45-95 splits. Mm-hmm. Is that good?
2: Um, that's good enough. I think for certain teams looking for good guard play to really be contemplating if it's worth selling assets that otherwise would have been unattainable for this franchise. Yes. He is something that a lot of teams want, which should make you feel great that you have him. And I, I could not be more happy for a younger player to finally get some playing time Take advantage of that and mm. get himself a big payday. Cause I'll tell you right now, he could slump for 10 games in a row from here. It's done. He's it making is, 20 million dollars. He's making 20 million dollars. And um it's gotta feel I, good. It's gotta feel amazing because that kind of pressure, you know, this behind this that kind of pressure is heavier than people understand. You you know it's like you go from 20 to if you don't play well enough, maybe it's 14. Like it can really vary like that. And we're talking about generational wealth here. So I'm, I'm just happy watching him ball out, man.
1: I want to take this a step further because there's been a lot of discussion. Uh, Richmond hit it on his pod as far as like – I think they had the, his mailbag today. Um, yeah. But there was a lot of questions. He's gotten them. I've gotten them. about the whole idea of like Damon Ant being a repeat of Damon CJ. And here's where I push back on that a little bit.
2: Oh, we're going to dive into this. Yeah, I kind of to, like it. I'm going to dive it. into this a little bit. Yeah, number, we heard it from a couple of listeners.
1: Number one, Ant is a different player than CJ. I think Ant's natural inclination to include others is stronger than CJ's. Is the defense a, still a problem? Yes. Is Ant significantly more athletic than CJ? Yes. Does that create a different dynamic? Yes. Here's the other thing I think it becomes maybe more important. If you are keeping Anthony Simons, there has to be an idea of that's who you're handing the keys over to when Dame either leaves and or retires. That's the transition plan. That's why this is different. Because the Dame and CJ thing, that wasn't a transition plan. It was just, that was going to be it for the long term. Dame and Ant, do you see it going on longer than two years?
2: Okay, so I, I, I'm glad you brought the topic up. I think it's a very interesting one. Um, I was initially expecting more people to be against what I what I kind of felt and I've been surprised how many people have tweeted me that they agree and I I know you're not necessarily in that camp. I, I guess what I would I would really want to know w- with the Dame and stuff by the way, not to more athletic yes, um, different player uh, yes. I do think the distributing part of this is a little unfair to CJ. Not that CJ, I think, is getting seven assists, but when CJ had to play without Dame, we saw a different CJ. It wasn't... Sure, but that's also much further down the road. Well, it is, but I my point is, like, I think this Anthony is not maybe necessarily the Anthony we would see with Dame, which is what leaves me hesitant. Mm-hmm. And I think it's For totally sure. understandable, I think, from Ant's side of things. If we're being honest, like, yeah, he's thriving in Portland does Anthony Simons want to come off the bench or does he want to start? Because I still think this team needs to be open-minded in terms of what they're willing to do, even with a great player like that. And if Mm -hmm. it comes to a situation where Ant is told by Cronin or somebody and says, it's a bench role, but we need you to be our bench guy, like our guy, is he going to say, great, I'm in? Or is he going to say, I really want to start. I'm at that age. I'm ready to go. Like, that's the tough thing I think Ant has to deal with.
1: On that note, and that's kind of where I was going to go with this next, is that Ants do this contract. He's getting $20 million. Mm-hmm. It's a, let's just call it $480. 4 years, that's very $80 fair. million. Yeah. It's going to start at, you know, six, 17 and a half and end up at 22. Yeah. Okay. So let's say for the first two years, he comes off the bench and he gets 33 minutes a night. Tyler Harrow, Manu Ginobili, like real, real, like. He's, he is getting minutes, and he is second in the pecking order in shots. When he mm-hmm. is on the floor without Dame, it is his team. Mm-hmm. It is his offense to run, much like he's been doing for the last five games. Yeah. Let's say then Dame's like, man, I'm I'm 34, 35. I'm, I'm going to go home. I'm, I'm going to go to the Bay, or I'm going to go to Utah.
2: The Warriors are going to want Damian Lillard. Just okay. Yeah, I like it. I'm, 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 I'm just taking a. I know, I, I know. You're just pulling, yeah. pulling a yes. string.
1: A, yes. a Dwayne Wade going home kind of a, yeah. a situation, right? Huh. Okay. So mm-hmm. you've got 24 year old now, Anthony Simons, and you go. Here you go. Here you go, Aunt. All yours. At 20 million dollars a year for the next two years. That's gotta put you in a pretty damn comfortable position if you believe he's that guy.
2: So, one, you drive a Ford. Didn't know that about you.
1: I've I got, I got, let's see, I've got Ford keys, and I've got some Nissan keys, and I've got some uh some Chevy keys. So oh, it
2: must be nice free cars. Um, well, two cars
1: and a truck, sir. Thank you.
2: Well, I was I was texting with a friend about this, and it was a little uncomfortable having the text conversation because I think it's we just don't know where it's going. I, I don't know. There's a part of me that it. I'm wondering where Dame's gonna be by the end of the year in the summer. I'm I'm not worried about that yet. Oh no no I, I'm I'm not telling you like I'm, mm. I'm I guess I should phrase that wrong. I'm just wondering where he's gonna be. Sure. And what you're hinting at? What you're hinting at is basically you restart this with Ant in
1: two years after this summer.
2: Okay. So do you think just your best educated guess we you could get Ant? To be all in on the bench role, if they build their team, they keep Norm. Assume they keep Norm. I think, uh, yes, maybe, I, I do. Maybe they trade him. I don't know, but like they get to a point and say, Ant, we want you back. Can you be our bench guy, our number one off the bench? You're running things when Dame's not playing.
1: I think whoever is in that that seat, whether it's Joe Cronin, whether it's Mark Eversley, whether they go out and get somebody else, whoever it is, their job, if that is what they believe, if they look at Ant. Because here's the thing. They looked at Gary Trent Jr. as an off-the-bench guy. Neil did not believe in him as a starting caliber two slash three. Mm -hmm. Toronto did. So that's part of the reason why he was moved on. They looked more at Norm as being more of a starting caliber guy for right now. Do they look at Anthony Simons and see him being a lead initiator as a starter in two years? If the answer is yes, it is your job to convince him to either, one, find a way to put on 15 pounds and play the two consistently and become better physically and stronger at that point while also being a better defender or being, again, a Ginobili slash Tyler Harrow type who's playing 32-34 a night, but you're not hearing your name called for the first two years in the starting lineup.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: We're going to pay you like a starter. We're going to give you love like a starter. You're going to close games with us. But you're not hearing your name right then
2: and there. Don't you think the organization has already told you the answer to that? If they think he's capable, it's what he's literally doing right now. And
1: that's and that's what the thing is, I I am of the mind that that decision is going to be made between now and April 15th. That more than anything else outside of like their guys that they have right now the most important thing that the Blazers can discover is Anthony Simons, that dude, mm. because they have no transition right now. Because as great as it would be to get that a top three pick, you don't know what that pick's like. If that pick ends up six or seven, I'm not saying that player can't be great,
2: but it's very it's very possible you fall to eight. You know and what I mean? Like, and you're like it's oh, not a deep draft.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's always guys that pop. There's always, always. guys that pop. But it's just
2: you. But are you get, gonna are you gonna be the one to find that dude? Are you gonna yes. find the OG on a newbie? Are you really gonna be hitting on that pick?
1: Yeah. Are you gonna find the Kawhi Leonard from San Diego State? Like, is Patrick Baldwin that dude? Is Benedict out of Arizona that dude? Like, you're getting you're getting out of the unicorn seven foot six ten status, and you're chasing maybe a wing or two or a guard or two, and do you want to be there? And that's where it's like, uh, so what's more important in the immediacy of like for the sanity of your franchise is if Anthony Simons is that dude.
2: Well, I don't, I don't envy Joe Cronin. He inherited uh, quite a situation. I do think they're going to evaluate everything. And this is where I don't envy him. There's a lot of value in this. There's a lot. There's a lot, 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 lot. If you sit on it, which is fine but you got to kind of tell yourself you're cool sitting on it. And you really believe that you're going to build something with aunt and Dame and fill in the blanks, a good wing, you know, the right center for what they are, all, all of that. You mm-hmm. really believe you can do that. Otherwise Cronin has to sit here and go, what, what do I do with this kid? And that's and what that's, it, I don't envy him
1: in Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Miami you can make decisions and go for the immediacy and completely cut everything else off in Portland you cannot do that mm-hmm. you do not have the ability to to make things happen your trade cupboard is bare your your trade cupboard right now is 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 purely hypothetical it is a possible lottery pick than Ant and Nas. mm-hmm Everything else, you're, you've, you've got piecemeal. You've got Cov. You've got Nurk, both expirings. You've got Nance, who's on a really good deal, has a year left. After that, you have no positive value trade chips in your arsenal. None. Mm-hmm. You have Damian Lillard. We're, we're not entertaining that. CJ's not a positive value. Norm, eye of the beholder. A lot of teams, when they see that that extra those extra years, they don't like yeah. to deal for four. Yep. that's not what they want they they want a deal for two or less three mm-hmm. maybe just too many I saw somebody in here say something that I wanted to talk about here real quick uh, actually there's a couple things one was about a sign and trade the other one was about oh the Cavs situation so uh, the Cavs obviously make the Wiggins for love thing happen here's the pushback on that and comparing it to that the Cavs had the best player in the world you've got Room to maneuver there. Mm-hmm. The Cavs could mortgage that because they had the best player in the world.
2: I love it. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: He is not LeBron James. They also had Kyrie. They also have LeBron James who is going to call any and everyone and say, come play with me.
2: Yeah. And he goes to Kevin Love.
1: <laughs> yeah. that's Exactly. They traded for that third star. Portland mm-hmm. does not have their second star yet. Could Ant be that guy? Sure. I you have to again. We that's purely hypothetical. That's why Ant as that guy and a potential lottery pick. You know, father, son, Holy Spirit. Let it it be a top three. Um, Please, God, top two. Don't don't make the choice, Chet.
2: (laughs) It's going to be wild if this happens. By the way, if they actually fall into one of those spots, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't, it, it, but like, if, it'd be got like, Holy shit. if they got yeah. a top
1: five, if they got a top five chance, so basically like nine, 10%, mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me. It would suck if all of a sudden they got knocked down two or three spots. Um, I do want to say Kevin Pelton did just release a piece uh, on ESPN Plus, basically kind of outlining everything that we're talking about. So if you want to read about it from somebody smarter than me, um, he does address the whole idea of can Portland stay in the mix because they've had some wins, uh, but also they've had a pretty favorable schedule. So uh, I believe it was Tim uh, at Blazers Hedge called this out. The Blazers basically played at home for what ended up being like 40 nights. They're not going to play back-to-back games at home for like the next 46 nights. it's something ridiculous like that that is
2: stupid yikes how do you schedule that situation
1: and it's just how it goes when you're from the furthest outreaches of the of the nba as far as geography goes uh gbd says blazers luck says they're not getting top five the blazers have actually had really good luck in the lottery really good luck in the lottery it's actually one of the few things they've been incredibly lucky with yeah. Um
2: they just haven't been lucky with the picks yes. per se. But
1: yeah. as far as like the lottery odds themselves, they have gone on and done really well. It's yeah. actually kind of nuts when you go look at their history. Um, is it is it Minnesota that's gotten the crap kicked out of it in the lottery? Well, there's a team I can't remember who it is. There's a team out there that oh, is, a team
2: that always gets screwed. Always
1: gets screwed. Always. Does Sacramento's one of them.
2: I think Orlando's um, always kind of been yes, one. Orlando's the other one. The only Orlando other time always they always ever fucked. got it was Shaq. <laughs> Yes. Oh, or Dwight Howard, D. Howard. Oh, that's right. And Shaq. but like, even the they've D. been Howard in the lottery runs,
1: so much.
2: Yeah, the, the Kangs and the Magic to me are like the outliers of yeah. bad teams who think they're getting the pick every year and end up getting like the fifth pick, the fourth Mario pick. Mario Hizonia.
1: <sighs> <laughs> um, one thing I want to I get a kind of get onto because Lord knows we are getting a million of these questions in. Which yeah. is simply this, Brandon. What is next? Trading Covington, trading Nurkic, trading McCollum.
2: McCollum, I think, is I, I text with an individual today. This is not, you know, reporting. I just mm-hmm. text somebody. They are very heavy in the camp that CJ will be traded in the summer, mm-hmm. which isn't anything crazy different, just somebody outside of the bubble. And McCollum, or not McCollum, Covington and, and Nurk are obviously the two because they're expiring, so they're you expired. have to use those. Yeah,
1: And I, I've talked to more than a few people that they're all kind of locked in of the whole idea of yeah they'll both be dealt. And I keep I keep being told that, that Cove could be an any day kind of situation. Mm. Whether or not that actually
2: happens, I don't know, but it's just. Is there anything, I, I know this is random, is there anything you would take from the Lakers for Cove?
1: No. Okay. THT is the only thing, but I think they overpaid for him. And I do too. I don't think he's that dude.
2: I also don't think he makes sense with what they are trying to do.
1: Yeah. Cause that pushes LeBron more down to the three and then AD yeah. back to the five. It's uh, like, I had a bunch of guys from Utah, like, man, I'd love to get coming to the Nance. And I'm like, I'm sure you would, but you don't have anything that Portland wants um, mm. of the competitors. that are out there trying to think who uh you know what i've actually got an excel sheet i mean I
2: Sacramento's is the one you mentioned right the bagley one yeah. although i hope to god that doesn't happen
1: that one i've heard floated by more than a few people so uh ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. let's go page one so for cub i had chicago philly indiana orlando memphis sacramento hmm. those are the teams that i've heard linked one way or another
2: Be curious to see who indy if uh, if Indy's involved, those don't sound like a Sabonis deal. sounds like the next tier down. Yeah, it's the next Indy. tier down.
1: That's the, you package him up with somebody else for a TJ Warren or Karis Levert or something along those lines, which not not entirely against. Um, the funny thing is the Blazers, if they traded for like a TJ Warren or a Jeremy Grant, they could be like, oh, well, you know, we could go ahead and just keep them down for the rest of the season because they're injured. Same thing with like a Jonathan Isaac. you be like, oh, yeah, and kind of help the tank. Kind of smooth the smooth the butter out a little bit as you coast towards the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as it pertains to Nurk, Charlotte, Boston, New York, Orlando, Houston, and Los Angeles.
2: If the Blazers were able to get Pascal, would that change anything in terms of you wanting to keep an Anthony Simons, for example?
1: That's kind of like the line, right? Yeah, Pascal, Jalen. Yes, not the
2: the dude, but. Just a tear down. Like, you're still talking about all stars. I mean, but, but you have the dude. Like, that's what you have to remind yourself is you have the dude because the dude is for the end. Yeah. You've got a guy that could go like right next to the dude and some nights be the guy. So that's kind of what you're aiming for. You're not going to get, I mean, there's just not any ones available, man. And, and you really have a one. So you got to do what you can to find a a good two, a better two. Like,
1: if you're talking about like the threshold, four guys like for me to consider trading ant that's weird i had my
2: well i guess i i meant more i'm sorry i should have phrased this differently i guess more like if there's a multi-team deal you know i i if toronto's involved and it's a three-teamer and and maybe you're giving back more salary dumps and coming to nurk you know what i mean like is there a situation oh yeah you were able to get pascal out of toronto and he comes to portland as your best second player that dames played with it's pretty how much that changes maybe the future of yeah like that's
1: that's exactly it um it's it's gonna be really interesting um anything about norm is it hit or miss i'm not sure what you're talking about there taylor as far as like norm getting traded uh, norm is not off the table
2: you have to leave him on the table.
1: Yeah, he's he's, he's 100% on the table. And yeah. there's teams that, that wanted him in the offseason.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like,
1: those same teams will want him now. <laughs> and then there's probably some other teams who are like, man, this other thing didn't work out. But, you know, what's funny is we've talked about so much this season, but what we haven't talked about is how consistently, stupidly good Norm has been. Norm has been very good. Like, if you you look at what he has done this season – 18.6 points on 45 and a half 40 82. Mm. He's basically 19 3 and 3 on 5. He's four-
2: at 40% from three right now?
1: Yeah, 39.9. Wow. 46, 40, 82. He's been he's been the Blazers most consistent player.
2: But by a pretty think, long stretch. I agree with you, but I think one of the problems that happens is when there's nights where they're getting killed and he just has a bad shooting night. I, I tend to think that that gets amplified more in people's heads than mm-hmm. than the good stuff that yeah. he has. been it, doing it's
1: it's kind me. of the uh, the Nick Batum syndrome, where you notice him when he screws something up because the rest of the time he's doing like everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, no, that's good. It's 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 kind of a weird place to be. I I've seen a bunch of people ask something along these lines: Would you do, would you do Ant and CJ for Ben Simmons? Nope. Nope.
2: Nope. Oh, I'd kind of ask why Philly would do that. But
1: but just in general, like on a, on a, on a talent scale, just, and uh, risk, yeah. just no, no. If Ant is going out,
2: and this is... I've really... No, go ahead. Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to keep interrupting. No, interrupt. I, I'll, interrupt I'll the way. Well, I do keep going back and forth with him. Like this Daryl Morey report from Woj. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, him and Rich Ball sat down and had lunch today, and they both oh, told yeah. each other to get bent.
2: Yeah, they basically did. I loved everybody's like, who paid for the lunch, though? That's the awkward part, right? I just um, – I've gone back and forth with him. Look, oh, at the end of the day, I'm so desperate and beat down as a sports fan that if Ben Simmons got traded here, I would go, it's going to work. Yeah. But I'll acknowledge if I'm if we're being real here, like, I've also thought – I think it's just odd. Like, you, you are paid so handsomely. It's been paid $30 million this year already. You live such an amazing life. All you have to do is play basketball. It 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 had, he just, and I think Philly screwed up in a lot of ways. I do. They are responsible for a lot of this. There's no taking away blame. But I look at it the other way too. I, I look at it and I say, if Ben was my friend, I'd be like, hey, Ben, do you think your trade value would have been hurt or helped if you just came back and played? Right? And maybe the mental aspect of, Philly and how it ended. He wouldn't have been any good whatsoever. I just find that hard to believe. I think by like yeah. seven games, he would have got right back in the flow playing. Or it could have gone completely sideways. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I think is we're seeing with the trade situation. I don't yeah. know if it can go more sideways. They can't get an offer for this dude that they like. And so I just would be like, Ben, you're paid to play basketball. If you just go do that and you do it at the level you have been, you're a very valuable asset. And there's that part of it where I'm like, He's made such a mistake, and that makes me question him a little bit, in just in the sense of go play basketball. Like just you're a basketball player. Well, go here's the play thing play basketball.
1: Also kind of lost in that report was that not only is Daryl Morey on board with basically a, a, a double barrel FU to Ben Simmons, so is Joel Embiid. They want him to
2: quote rot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so like there's some there's some pettiness. In this, which they've tried to pretend like, oh, this is the best thing for the organization. No, they want to give a big just to Ben, too, which. Listen, man, I am I will drive. I will captain like the the USS Petty. But I'm not going to drive it into the iceberg. Mm -hmm. It looks like they're driving it into the iceberg. Like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, it's better to to make sure you re- maintain your asset than it is t- – it, 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 it's better to do that. It's not necessarily about worrying uh, about this year. And I'm like, have you seen Joel Embiid? Monster. I love him, but he is made of glass.
2: Yeah, he is.
1: You can't just, like, nah. He's trying to put an MVP campaign on his back right now.
2: And he's doing a good job, but his team is still kind of like – He's one on fall away. From yeah. the
1: season being over.
2: And maybe the next season being over. I, I don't I don't know that
1: you could you could go that way. Um he's gonna get signed and traded for Harden in the offseason. Good luck. Nets still have to agree to that. And from what I've heard, a lot of resistance around the league as far as it pertains to Ben Simmons, is he does have all of those years left on his deal. Mm-hmm. They've already seen the guy sit out. Yeah. Like that's a little that again, those extra years. Nobody in the game is planning beyond three years.
2: It is the scuttlebutt in the NBA that Harden, because I, I think I saw a thing a while ago. He wants to be a free agent. Well, I, I've heard that. Like, he wants to be wind and dying, mm. Like, he wants to be that experience. But is there any talk that basically he's going to end up back in Brooklyn at the end of the day? Or that, like, this thing is legitimately wide open for him to leave?
1: Uh, I have not heard anything in that regard, from what, as far as I I, I have been told. He is staying in Brooklyn. So, like, Portland, like, like him going to Brooklyn Yeah, was the worst kept secret in the NBA. It was as bad as Kevin Durant going to the Warriors and Kyrie going to like those things, like everybody knew about in advance.
2: So, he's lived in Houston, he's lived in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and he's lived in OKC. Portland seems like a pretty nice little city to check off the old where I've lived list. You get small market, less pressure. You have Adidas headquartered here. You have the most strip clubs per capita. And you, you selling dump, me
1: on James Harden?
2: I'm just saying, if you dump, look, I, I'm getting wild here, okay? do You need to put it, this thing okay, on. Okay, listen, I, it
1: had to be a sign and trade because they won't have the it, cap space.
2: It, it will have to. Well, I know, but if you can figure out the CJ thing. Okay. Uh, Nurk, Cove, you find a, a spot for Norm. You open up that salary cap. There might be enough wiggle room here to to get wild and hope for the best and hope that James goes. I've been to Portland. It's a cool city. I'll play with Dame. I wanted to play with Dame two years ago. Because the Brooklyn thing is, it might work out well for him, but it's it's kind of weird. Like there's always been a little weirdness with that Brooklyn okay. situation. So I don't know. I think they need to get real creative. I think they need that's to do whatever that, they that, can. That's definitely that's that's new and spicy. I like. I that. wanted I wanted that. Like when that came out, that they were.
1: And there a was contender. there was a real chance for that. Houston shot it down, and also Neil didn't put all his eggs in that basket. I'd um, yeah. somebody say that, that Danny? You're you're Ben Simmons Inc. Yeah, I am fully on board. Ben Simmons being the best possible player they can get. Still not giving up Ben for Simmons for him. You can you can have draft picks further out. You can have Cove back. You can have Nance. I'm not giving up Ant. Yeah, not doing it. The only way I am okay with giving up Anthony Simons is if a, a star-ish player that doesn't have the, well, you have to look past this stupid shit, is on the pay, on the table. Mm-hmm. And that's just not going to happen unless a team has to pivot hard, which right. we've seen that happen before plenty of times. Um, I saw somebody suggest Julius Randle. I mean, just go ahead and say this. Hell no.
2: Oh, I mean that. Hard pass. Boy, the shine rubbed off on that thing this year. He's he's a good player, but he's just. He had an amazing run. Yeah. And I think people were like, oh, he is this guy. Good for him. He got the bag, though.
1: Perfect timing. Absolutely. It's almost like he was motivated in a career year. He got.
2: (laughs) Where have we seen that before? Mm. Um, He got to be a guy in New York for a year. Like he helped their resurgence back to the playoffs. Now, he was awful in that series and he hasn't been the same since, but. Good for him. He got the bag. And he yeah. got to be a king of New York for you. He's year.
1: not shooting, and the city hates him, and he can't hit threes. So, <laughs>
2: whatever. Uh,
1: James says, I'm an Ant fanboy. Well, that's true.
2: Yeah, I mean, you've never denied that.
1: I also am looking at him going, no, I'm not trading the future of the franchise for a head case.
2: And I think I think where you would get pushback, Danny, is from... I'll put myself here a little bit. I like Ant as well. Obviously, You know, we just talked about your fandom for it. Mm -hmm. But what's tough for me is I understand what the talent is. I just don't think that there's any unmovable situation here outside of the letter O. Oh, sure, sure. No, 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 I'm with you there.
1: But again, for Ben, the
2: answer is no. But what if that's the best you can possibly get? Like you're, what you're, if of all things if they like,
1: go through everything else, if they do CJ all the other roll, moves, guys. yes, like if they yes. do everything else and it's still yes. it's like oof. It would, it would very much depend on how the roster is
2: set up at that point in time. Trade Norm for Duncan Robinson. Uh go get Ben. God, like get... Nor-
1: Norm in Miami just sounds like hell. It's yeah, just,
2: he's a he'd be a dog for I them. mean,
1: Lowry freaking I know. lowry and norm back together with jimmy and bam but he's in the east i, I know but i'm just like and and I they don't never... need duncan <laughs> oh god
2: bro i like i, I know, they, know they've got but Struce is now on and they're like wait Struce is doing exactly what duncan did we just gave duncan 90 million i'm just saying if they shop duncan robinson i won't be shocked like Struce is having a nice run with them
4: um,
1: I just got a question on Twitter, literally right now. Danny, what's your thought on Christian Wood, another player that gets tossed in here all the time? Uh, I have always had my reservations about Christian. He's a good player. He gets buckets. He's a mismatch. He fills the box score. Don't trust him.
2: He's got Hassan Whiteside vibes.
1: Uh, without the fun. Sure, that's fair. Like, Hassan has issues, like, as far as, like, defensively, offensively, game plans, understanding the game. Very yes. talented, but just not... Very basketball smart. Christian Wood's very talented. Also basketball smart. But he has a problem with coaches. He's had a a couple times, which is really frustrating for a guy who was literally in freaking China a couple years ago. You would think he would pull his head out of his ass. And that's not to excuse the fact that he's playing for a dog shit team. Because he signed up to play with Russ and Harden. And now he has this. So I I I cut him a little bit of slack, but the difference is, that's the if this isn't the excuse me difference is this isn't the first time he's had these issues.
2: Well, and I I would also highlight in that uh, I I was one of the big Christian Wood fans. You know, once the Harden thing was going down, you're like, oh, he might be available now. Mm -hmm. The thing about Christian Wood is, who did he have an altercation with? Oh, John Lucas, who's been in this league for 30, 40 years. One of the most well respected coaches in the entire league. And you, you think he's going to come to Portland and look at Chauncey and go, oh, well, I got to respect Chauncey. Yeah. No, this dude doesn't care who you are, what your tie to league is. Like, if you piss him off, he's coming back at you.
1: Uh Michael says, What about Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle for CJ Nurk and a pick? I'm not giving up CJ
2: for that. Again. No, there's better pieces you can get. You, you want to go? You
1: want to go take a look at Mitchell Robinson and Christian Wood? Go ahead and take a look at. Just search the news. No, I I think uh, Mitchell Robinson has been through six or seven agents since he's been in the NBA.
2: I just think you can get better role guys for CJ. Like i to me, it's not even like what star. It's go get some really go get some shooters. Go get some role guys. Like some dudes that are gonna help this team when they can fill out the rest of the pieces. It's
1: yeah it's, it's weird and I, I've seen how much people say well the, the 76ers are trying to attach Tobias Harris to, to deals now you know what the 76ers are doing they're telling you they don't want to make a deal mm-hmm. that's what they're telling you
2: yeah because who a, the hell is going to get that deal a,
1: a, attaching one of the worst like CJ McCollum's got a really bad deal Tobias Harris's is worse
2: I was wrong on that by the way I raised <laughs> my hand I was like I go get Tobias Harris and pay that man his money and then he got the contract in. wow
1: it's it's crazy, uh, and, and Michael Keefe says I just think we need a power forward. No, Portland needs a power forward. Don't get it twisted. Like going out and in making trades, where they need to be looking is the Siakams, is the Ben Simmonses, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jonathan Isaac, a uh, uh, Jeremy Grant. Like those are the names that you, sh- those are the names you should be looking for because Apex, big body, six foot seven to six foot ten wings. That's what makes this league go. Jalen Brown. Jalen's another one. Like uh, Justin says, what about Shea Gilgis? You would have to pry Shea Gilgis Alexander from Sam Presti's cold dead hands. Well, I also why would we do that? You you could play him as a two. I mean, uh, you could. I, I mean, really, I mean, because he's 6'6 and he's strong and he is fast.
2: Um I don't know how he'd fit with Dame, though, because he's been such a ball dominant player down
1: there. I think you could work those two together. I genuinely do. But, again, but the, the cost is. that you would have
2: to incur. To, you got seven
1: first-round picks? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it would quite literally take that and, right, and right. another good player. Like, SGA is very, 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 very highly sought after, The thought of and would be highly sought after. Um, and Taylor's just try and sign Jalen Smith in the offseason. Uh, that's, that's fine. Like, all of these guys that are – kind of out there on the periphery. You make those moves after you get the dude. I think Neil Olshake quasi brainwashed a lot of Blazers fans, especially like the ones who are most in tune to like the only moves you can make are like these periphery edge moves. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh we'll go get a this guy. We'll go get a this guy and it'll help you know, Al Camino really, the the Blazers, uh their their rating, their net rating, Al Camino at the four is actually on track with the team. It should be a top three in the West. Yeah, stop.
2: You never had a moment where he made a deal and you looked or you text a friend and you went, whoa, oh, shit. Yeah. Never did that once. No. Had some moves. you went, Oh, or you had some moves. You went who? But he never had one move. And that was the problem. Now, one move where you went zero risk. Damn. Zero.
1: Now here's the thing. The Blazers have zero risk. Zero chance of success of the next four months without getting risky.
2: Yeah, I mean you're gonna have to get real wild, and you have to make a move that like is is polarizing to the fans, where the fans, some of the fans are like, hate it, stupid. Like you, you we're talking about that kind of risk here, and I, I you know, we're throwing out names, just throwing out names, but you know, I. So, I think a Harden would kind of register that way for some. I know a lot of people would be all in, but I I do think some people "Oh, him really?" Yeah. You need you need to get wild.
1: So, here's here's something I I've actually seen this a little uh, a bit. I've had a couple NBA guys ask me um particularly as it been and shout out Ben for, who just sent me the link to this. Um I think it was like nbaanalysis.net, but I I've seen something along this along these lines a little bit different. But you and I have talked about this, Brandon Clark from the Grizzlies, When you're talking about yep. role players and stuff like that. As yep. far as like what a, a trade for CJ McCollum could actually look like, so there's two teams, Memphis and New Orleans, that I've I've heard both pop up in discussions um, that basically turned into like, a starting caliber player plus a role player or two plus rights to a guy for you know salary reasons um, plus bird rights plus picks. Like it's not mm-hmm. sexy. But I don't think the package for C.J. McCollum ends up being sexy. Like, I don't think it's either the case. But here's the pitch. C.J. McCollum and Cody Zeller for Steven Adams, slow-mo, Brandon Clark, Zaire Williams, a first and a second. Brandon Clark's a solid player. Steven I Adams like is Clark. Steven Adams is a starting center. Kyle Anderson. It's a couple years
2: away from being washed, but
1: yeah. I mean, he's but he's still viable. Yeah. 100%. Um, actually, he's been playing well. With Memphis. Um Kyle Anderson, if you get his bird rights, that's a good player to have come off your bench.
2: Good roll guy, ball handling, big guy who can distribute and free up shots and has zero problem with not getting any shots.
1: Yes. Zaire Williams, who's a, a project but incredibly explosive. Mm-hmm. Uh and some picks kind of restock the cupboard. But here's the thing, Brandon. You're trading a six foot two guard for seven foot, six nine, six eight, six yeah. eight.
2: And your best player on that team, by the way, is what? 6'2", six 6'3"? Six Ooh, in Memphis? Yeah. Jaws maybe 6'1". Well, I mean, I think he's listed at 6'3", but I always thought he was he's like not. six one, six two. 6'2". No, he's he's mm, that much taller than Dame. But you see my point? Yeah. And I, I think we're hitting on your point, too. Like, you're giving up all that size for 6'3". Six 6'3", three. Six three guard that's playing the wrong they- position.
1: They do still have Dylan Brooks, who has been kind of playing down a position, playing a lot of two. They do have Jureen Jackson Jr. Yeah, like they do have sufficient. They do have Desmond Bain. Like you could, you could play a lineup of Jaw, C.J. Bain, but Brooks, Jackson, s- and you would still be. And here's the difference. Can C.J. fit in work? with that? I think so.
2: Okay, I think All he right. could
1: because I think Jaw's a a better playmaker than Dame. I don't Most think surely.
2: CJ's getting those shots, though.
1: That's the thing. Do they want to develop Bane? Do they want a little more shot creation? Yes. Fun. Yes, they like, yes.
2: want to develop Bane.
1: Give us Bane. I'll take Bane. Yeah, I listen, man. I, I'll take Bane in a heartbeat, but I don't think they're getting him. Um, but this kind of allows you to straddle both sides of the fence, which is, I think, as dumb as this sounds, the best possible kind of scenario for Portland. You get guys that can impact winning now in Steven Adams and really even a Brandon Clark. If you can re-sign Kyle Anderson for a, a, a relatively good salary, plus you get a pick that you gave up and another second round pick, which whatever, but you get bigger, stronger, longer, more athletic, and you restock the cupboard with viable NBA players. It's not great, but again, I don't think when this is all said and done, that this is going to be a great... like Whoever they trade C.J. McCollum for, there's going to be an asterisk alongside it. If it's a a higher echelon player, like a Gordon Hayward or a Jonathan Isaac, they're going to come with medical records that look like Encyclopedia Britannica's. That's the trade-off. If you're getting guys that are good, they're going to come with either bad deals, additional years or a little past their prime, or not necessarily the best fit. Nothing coming back as far as the top-end stuff on these deals is going to make you go, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's the ticket. So it's about maximizing those things, particularly on the money side, so that you can make moves in free agency, on the trade market. Because if all of a sudden Portland goes from having one $35 million contract to like three $15 million contracts, you know what you can do with those? They're tradable, baby. Endlessly tradable, and if they well, if they if they all of a sudden get a twenty and a fifteen or a twenty an eight and a ten, now it starts making a whole lot more sense.
2: So I I still don't know how to feel about that <clears throat> deal. I agree on the the point of like this is what you're aiming for more so than a lot of people might be thinking. Oh, you're gonna go get Jalen Brown straight up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Boston's not doing that. No. Um, what's the, you mentioned new Orleans. What would the new Orleans deal center around? I'm, I'm just curious. Uh,
1: Let me, let me pull this back up. I was talking earlier.
2: I mean, cause I don't, I don't mind the Grizzlies move, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it from the Grizzlies side of things. And I, I just watched Damon CJ play and I know we got different pieces in Memphis, Jaron, Dylan, et cetera. So
1: it would basically be Josh Hart, uh, Jackson Hayes. Remember the, the thing that the Pelicans do have is a truckload of picks. From both the Anthony Davis deal and the Drew
2: Holiday deal, as well as some salary. How many could you get two first? Probably, and Josh Hart and Hayes,
1: and somebody else. I think if you really wanted to be a dick about it, you'd be like also Herb Jones.
2: I I mean, I, I I think I would like that more, and I think for New Orleans that would make sense too.
1: All of a sudden, Ingram's got a guy who can create a shot alongside him. Yep, or they could just leave Zion here.
2: I would I would jump on board with that. And that's a risk I would take. Again, y-
1: yes, that's absolutely. a risk I would take. And everybody's like, "Oh, that's a no brainer." Yes, it's a no brainer, but also it's a bi- very, very big
4: risk.
2: I, is anybody surprised there hasn't been one person to photograph that dude somewhere? I mean, they're keeping him under lock and key. <laughs> no, I I know I I found out that Nike has got like they've added
4: the whole they've room. added
2: floors and wings to buildings where now. The employees are nervous they're never gonna see athletes again because that's always kind of part of the job incentive. Mm-hmm. And they have these private driveways. It's like yep. you don't even see the cars coming nope. anymore.
1: Everything is decentralized over there now. You used to go to the Nike store and you could I met <laughs> when Nash and Boris Dio were with the Sons. I was in the Nike store and I, I was like, oh, Yeah, I kinda gotta I gotta say what's up.
2: And I remember uh, seeing JJ Barea, and I was like, Man, I could post you up. He's like, he's I'm, he's I'm, all of five he is, he's not very big. No,
1: he's listed at 5'11", I, I believe, when he was in the
2: NBA. He was all of 5'8". This guy stopped LeBron James in the
1: NBA Finals. <laughs> <laughs> also his wife, dear God. Um, But when you look at the how things were then versus now, I was, was like 19, 18, 19 years old? Um, I'd have been younger. But Nash, full Canadian tuxedo denim top denim bottom boris dl has the biggest like sized head it's like an easter island statue i was just blown away by just but i kind of like locked eyes National. i was like oh crap but he's like hey what's up man and he talked to me for a few minutes like it was nothing hey appreciate you i hope you guys lose tomorrow night nothing but love for you you're one of my favorites and then boris just shot the shit with me for like 10 minutes and i was like this is so cool nowadays never happening <laughs>
2: Yeah, they I mean they get it shipped to them or they have somebody go shop for them.
1: It was uh it was really fun. Um but uh Evan says they should try to pry try to pry Josh Hart from New Orleans. You don't have to pry Josh Hart from New Orleans.
2: Like no, I think New Orleans is is like between buying and selling. I think yeah. they're ready to give parts away or like, bring and, in something else. And,
1: and Josh Hart's an okay player. Hmm? Like he's guard version of Steven Adams. Okay player.
2: He'd be good. I think he's good on a good team.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is like, but you're not valuing those guys. Like those are the immediate impact guys, or you take and flip that with a truckload of picks to a team that's in kind of Portland shoes, but is hitting the hard reset button. And you use that ammunition to go get the guy you want. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's going to be really interesting to see what happens at the deadline. Are Cove and Nurk moved? Almost assuredly, I would. If I can find a sports book that will allow me to bet yes on both, I'm going to bet on it.
2: You, you, you are quite. You are you're wasting assets if you do not trade. If those you
1: let two them worse. walk, you are an idiot. Yeah, yes. you are an idiot. Yeah. Um, the other part of this is, of course, of course, my my dog woke or was being bothered by my wife waking up. Um, the other part of this is, of course, you take a look at what you can do in the summer. And that's where you're like, mm, I don't know, man, this gets a little, see a little bit weird uh, as far mm-hmm. as um, where things can go. Cause I just, I don't know if moving CJ at the deadline or moving CJ at the draft is the right way to go. And I don't envy Joe Cronin right now. I I, I did that meme of, you know, Neil O'Shea, uh, sowing and, and Joe Cronin reaping. And it's, you know, uh, what the hell is that, that old book that he did the remake of the movie of? Uh, DiCaprio.
2: Oh, uh, um... Oh, my God. I, I'm i seeing... Uh, Great Expectations? I,
1: yeah. No, um... Anyways, the DiCaprio not, cheers and then that. also yeah. DiCaprio yeah, 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 yeah. being molded by the Bear and the Revenant. That's the reaping versus the sowing. Like, Come that's on. just... That's just kind of where you're at, because Neil just sat there and sold you a bunch of bullshit and cheered it for years on years, and now Joe's sitting there going, "Oh God, what did he sell?" And it's just, it didn't work out. That's yeah. that's what this is. Um, somebody asked about why not Ingram. Brandon Ingram is going to cost you a truckload. You're not getting Brandon Ingram from CJ McCollum. I, I, there's this like weird level of like where Blazers fans seem to think. C.J. McCollum exists.
2: Well, I, I think they're viewing that more as New Orleans could want to. They're not winning with Ingram, so it might be like a let's, let's try Break something Gatsby. else. Thank you for Break the Gatsby. God. I just brought up his IMDb, too, and I'm like, damn it. I
1: could not remember the freaking book. You were trying to move on,
2: on, and I'm like, what was the book? What was the – because I saw the movie in my head.
1: Yeah, no, I could see it in my head. I just could not I mean, uh, put it all yeah, together.
2: Yeah, I, I think that they really just – Again, I think people are just seeing that situation and saying it sucks over there. Then they have no answers for their future. No clue what Zion's going to be. It may not be realistic, but I can see how people may throw out Ingram just out of, maybe they want to mix that up a little bit.
1: Yeah. But you don't give up the guy who's six years younger.
2: Well, and and better.
1: Yeah.
0: Well,
2: you know, people (laughs) lauded them for their last two trades and it's led to two different teams winning the championship because they agreed to trade those two players. So Let's not act like everything new Orleans decides to do is brilliant.
1: No, but also the AD forced his way out.
2: Oh, I know. I I, I know, but they did send him to a team that ultimately won the title because they got a D and then Milwaukee called and they said, Oh yeah, here's drew. And they said, great. We're winning a title with Drew holiday. Have fun with whatever the hell you're doing down there. It's fun.
4: It's
1: good times. Um, Sven says C.J. is Fournier at a pick level. Eee, pump the brakes. I
2: breaks. swear to God, if Evan Fournier <laughs> Pump the brakes. Never
1: Google is a clear couple steps below C.J. There's, there's a ubiquitous place of, like, non-shitty NBA players and really good players. That's where C.J. McCollum lives. Because he's a, still a very good player. It's just his deal is ass.
3: Yeah. That's that's yeah. the
1: thing. His that's it's thing. CJ McCollum is a 22-ish point a guy uh, point a game guy who can score on all levels, who's turned into one of the best shot creating three point shooters in the entire league. It's just his contract sucks. And yeah. it sucks something fierce. Because you can find what he can do cheaper in guys who are bigger. Like if CJ was making 23, 24, 25 million That's like, you're a whole rotation player over what he should be paid. Because Neil's an idiot.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: And I don't, again, I will never begrudge an NBA player for taking the bag they are handed. Never. This is never, 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 never a fault of the player.
2: It's on the the organization. It's on the organization for
1: paying him that much money and paying him that much money a year early.
2: I know. There was no need to do that. It was
1: the dumbest thing imaginable. Hey, we're gonna extend Dame. Also, we're gonna extend CJ too. Why, why, why would you not stagger that?
2: It's gonna to escalate to thirty-five million dollars a year. <laughs> it's just cool. Awesome.
1: <sighs> it's it was physically painful no. when that happened. But I'm not. We're not here to relax. So, thank you, everybody who was here. We appreciate you. Obviously, we're um, talking about Damian Lillard. Being shut down for the season, we'll kind of circle back to that here real quick before we kind of wrap some things up. I, I should say, he is going to be shut down for surgery. The technical. Let's let's let's, let's pull up the actual uh, the actual tweet here um, before I, I have to go uh, put a muzzle on a dog. Apparently, doo from Chris Haynes. Portland Trailblazer star Damian Lillard will undergo surgery tomorrow to address his abdomen injury and be reevaluated in six to eight weeks. Again, reevaluated in six to eight weeks means in league speak, meh, it's going to be it.
2: Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, eight weeks from right now is March. So, I mean, you're talking about what another five weeks of the season. And then it's, I mean, there can easily just redo that after eight, reevaluate again. And after that, say, well, there's a week down. We're just going to shut this down for the year. I wouldn't be shocked if that's what they did last week of the season, maybe last 10 games, Damian Lillard out the rest of the year. Um, but that's how they're going to play this. Um,
1: the, the interesting thing is going to be what it looks like if CJ is on the team post-trade deadline. Like I'm I'm very interested to see how they handle this because so much of what the organization is and has to do over the next four months is know what they have with Anthony Simons and Nasir Little. And if all of a sudden CJ's factory into the team again, that gets like a little dicey, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think they're gonna have to figure out how do we not allow this thing to get too good. You know what I mean? Like just in the we're jockeying for position situation, not in the we're going to get back to the playoffs type of a deal. But it's something that's going to cross their minds, especially now that they're aiming for that draft pick. You have to. It has to be a priority for your thinking in terms of the way you're looking at the future of this organization.
1: Uh, JS wins a trade deadline. February 10th. We are mm-hmm. officially a month away. Yep. So... um, It's going to be very, 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 very interesting to kind of see how it all plays out. One thing we haven't really talked about much here, because Ant has gotten so much of the shine because of how ridiculous he has been, uh, Nasir Little. Where do you sit as it pertains to Nas right now on the season? Because let's let's, let's just kind of go over real quick. You and I talked about coming into this season what a good season for Nasir Little would look like. We were like eight and four. Eight and four would be pretty good. Well, Nas right now, is at 9.1 and 5.6. So -hmm. essentially 9 and 6 in 25 minutes a night. He's shooting 45% from the field, 32% from three, 72% from the free throw line. I think the one thing there that's like, uh, is the three-point shooting? Mm -hmm. But I think there's a way to kind of make all of that work. And with Anthony Simons out for at least Denver, possibly Washington, does – to see your little get elevated up the pecking order for a game or two
2: i mean i don't know why you wouldn't like denver's kind of the prime candidate for this denver you you're gonna get a,
1: wings outside of aaron gordon right now
2: well you're gonna get annihilated by them like let alone what the matchup is mm-hmm. denver's gonna beat you 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 have nobody playing go get the shots uh, look Nas had a good year I, I'm gonna stop short of saying great. He's had a really good year, and I know he's had some ups, and I know he's had some downs. But he's got
1: he's in, the, the, uh, in January. He's averaging 13, 6, and two, shooting Those are good numbers. Shooting his his little subpar his twos right now. Shooting thirty nine percent from the field. Um, yeah. and forty two percent from three. That's the thing, the most important number. The other stuff will kind of vacillate and go back and forth. I want to see him consistently be 37 percent from three.
2: He strikes me as a guy that four or five years into his career, he starts to become a pretty efficient shooter. Mm -hmm. And I I think we need to remind people, if you can't shoot right away, it doesn't mean you can never get a shot, right? Like, Brooke Lopez came into this league as a goofier version of Shaq. I mean, he's drafted as a true center. He played true center at Stanford. That dude never shot the basketball. If you would have said, Brooke Lopez, year two, Hey, Sprague. He's going to be one of the high-volume three-point shooters as a big man in the NBA in 10 years. I would have laughed in your face. And now was he. I'm shocked if I see him in the post. These Every now guys, and then he busts
1: out his post game. which for those that didn't watch good. him in early his career, he was
2: phenomenal on the block early in his career. I mean, he would have games for Brooklyn, but nobody gave a shit because the Nets yeah. sucked. But my point is to simply say, like, don't count him out as a shooter yet. He is still very young. He's still building his confidence. And so that that's an area that's not been great, but I think he's had a good season so far. And it's something that, you know, somebody like him is going to put a lot of work in. Plus now that he's a dirty player, he can just lean all the way in on continuing to be a dirty player. By the way, that's a joke in case. Yeah. No. Listening. no, listen, sh- again. We do not shout out that.
1: Harold. Number one, Harold is, is a, is a listener to the show and, and, and DM me the other day. Uh, I appreciate the love, man. Um, and number one, uh, I, I love Harold for sticking up for his kids. Uh, I stick up for my dog. I couldn't imagine a bunch of fourteen-year-olds behind hiding behind anime avatars talking shit about my kid on Twitter. I would oh, lose I just, my yeah. ever-loving mind.
2: I'm uh, more. You see, I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at the bots. I, I'm. I'm upset that 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 caliber, that name recognition type player, had kind of the gall to come out and almost. Suggest my kid's a dirty player because he give a shit and dope for a basketball. Yeah,
1: because like, Kyrie's infallible and he's an asshole. That's basically what it comes down to. And I'll, I'll, I'll say my piece on this, and you tell me where you end up.
2: Okay.
1: Kyrie could have it one of two ways. He could have got the hell out of the way because he felt the six foot seven, two hundred twenty five pound monster running down his back, or, or he could actually put a body on this year little and get physical and, and wall him off and keep him from the ball. Those I mean, were his two out. options. He decided, yeah. like he always does, I know what's best. I am infallible. I'm going to slowly jaunt over here and keep you from getting to this basketball by mm, lazily standing between you and Nas is like, no, dog, that's not going to happen.
2: I mean, move. Yes. The ball was going to roll out of bounds no matter what Nas or Little did if you were in the way or you weren't in the way. He wasn't getting that basketball. It was rolling too quickly. Move, and then you don't have to complain about something stupid after the game. I just to suggest somebody like Nas is doing stuff like dirty or questionable. I don't. I don't know, man. I just I've played a lot of pickup ball, and I can tell the difference between somebody accidentally like landing on an ankle or yeah. you know maybe I out like rebounding elbow or something. Yeah, I mean, like in the moment, but like I, again, I. He, People like Kyrie don't realize that when you say and you put that stuff out there, the the ethos. Yeah,
1: especially him.
2: Contingent of people that's going to come at that guy that you said, well, there's no room in our game for that kind of stuff. It's like, well, now you're making it sound like Nas is purposely going out there to attack your Achilles, and that just wasn't the case.
1: No, Uh, you know what? I did have a a, a little bit of a take. I think maybe Kyrie misread the trajectory of the ball because he's using flat Earth theory. Didn't couldn't tell where the ball was going. Yeah. No? Nothing? Didum dum
2: dum Not bad. It, it's, it's you know, that's that's not bad. We haven't had a good Danny dad joke in a while. I world mean, world.
1: listen, man, there's been a lot, lot to have uh, fun with, but uh, ultimately Adam says Kyrie is trash. I tend to agree. Um, and he's not, definitely not a dirty player. Uh, I do appreciate Nas uh, coming out and saying, listen, uh, I got the utmost respect for Kyrie. And I, I actually do believe that. I think Nas looks up as Kyrie as like a dude. Um, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, I think he's worn Kyrie's before. Uh,
2: yeah, I think he he said he was a fan of him. Kyrie clearly knew him because he referenced him by, by yeah. Nas. Like, or I think he called him Nazir. But I, I don't know. It just it, It's just odd. I get over it. He's lucky uh, Devin Booker is more soft and got mad by a mascot standing near a basketball game. <laughs> <him. laughs> By I need the to way, reminder that some of these dudes are just kind of
1: yeah, they're, they're they're kind of soft mentally at some points. Uh, yeah. Shout out book though for for having some fun with it in the post game and saying we squashed it, we worked it out.
2: Um, well, but, let's give credit to Josiah because he had the tweet of the night. With oh the raptor God, the Jurassic raptor Jurassic peeking like, his head
1: in Jurassic Park was just fantastic. <laughs> also, yeah. Jay Crowder and CP three up on on the dais with book basically roasting him. Yes, uh, was. I think that was intentional. Like, no, you're gonna come out here and you're you're gonna
2: take this on the nose. You made the free throw. What the hell was your problem? Uh, Harrison
1: Fagan uh, of Silver Screen and Roll had, had, had probably actually had the tweet of the night, where uh-huh. he said he he took Book's whole double teaming thing in the summer league. He said, "Enough with the mascots. Let's just work on our game, bro." And it's just <laughs> perfect, perfect. And that's that's, that's, that's kind of you know yeah. how that goes. But uh, as it as it pertains to the Blazers right now. This road trip is going to kind of set the tone. They're going to be very shorthanded, again, for those of you that weren't here. Let's go ahead and read off the list of guys that are not going to play tomorrow for the Portland Trailblazers. Cody Zellers, Doubtful, Norman Powell, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Anthony Simons are all out, which means Dennis Smith Jr. is playing 44 minutes tomorrow, by the way.
2: Uh, so has Ben Macklemore, right? Yes. Both those get guys those are shots. playing
1: 40-plus. Greg Brown basically has to play now. Uh, Watford's getting a healthy amount of minutes. We might get point guard C.J. Ellaby. Are we going to get
2: 36 minutes from Nurk? Against, against Jokic? Probably. If he's not in foul trouble? I mean, I think they have to, right?
1: Probably. Uh, yeah. For the Nuggets, Will Barton is probable uh, Dozier, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. are out. Yeah. So, kind of what you expected, but uh, Faku and uh, Austin Rivers are going to be there, baby. Faku. God, that guy. So it's going to be a good, good time. Speaking of good time, appreciate everybody coming in here for the live show. We love you. Thank you all so very much. If you haven't already, please subscribe here on YouTube. Click the button, help us grow. I've seen a few of you uh, already click through during the show. We appreciate that. Thank you so very much. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Find us wherever you get podcasts. Every time we get done with the shows, every time we get done with the post games, I take those and I load them up when I'm not an idiot and forget to do that. Sorry, I forgot about the Miami game. It was my fault. Um but they are there on the podcast feed the next day, or usually that night and then to the next morning. But we uh, we appreciate you more than you know. We just crossed 250,000 total views
2: on YouTube, which that was quick. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was appreciate y'all. When, when Danny texted that to me, I was like, damn, it kind of hit me. I was sitting on my couch and I showed my wife. I'm like, that's crazy. So It's a
1: lot of views real quick.
2: I don't know how else to say thank you other than like, Thank you. And I'm somebody that, like, when I say it, I really...
1: Need it. No, it, it is cool. Uh, a few people are asking why Ant is out. It's for personal reasons, but... Uh,
2: something recently, yeah? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I will tell you, it's, it's not uh, trade-related, and it's not COVID protocol-related. So He'll be back. He'll be they, back. There you go. He, I don't think it's anything to worry about. He's just going to go take care of some stuff. So... Uh, on that note, we will get out of here. The Blazers do uh, play in Denver tomorrow, six o'clock tip. So we'll probably do the show like maybe at five. Maybe we'll go five thirty and run it up right after the game. Unsure if I want to do a watch party for this one. If I'm being entirely honest,
2: let's let's we, hold. We the might watch. we might
1: pack this one up just because. Uh, this. Yeah. It's going to be a rough watch. i got a lot of guys out, yeah. and uh, I could get some things done during the game, if I'm being <laughs> yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, I Poole, could, too. I really need to yeah. right now. Uh, Justin Poole asks, is this channel new this year? Yes, it is. We we launched uh, August 1st. was the very first. So, um, which is actually insane to think about.
4: Uh, Time's
1: flying, man. It's yeah. nuts. So, uh, while the Denver game will very strongly, most likely not have a watch party, uh, the rest of the trip will. So uh, we that's that's where we'll be uh, as, it, as it sits for that stuff. Uh, we will roll into a live show probably like a week from now. Uh, the Blazers have a game every other night, I think, between now and the end of the month. It is going to be a lot Jeez. of basketball. Wow. Um, and these guys, they play six games in the next ten nights on the road. And they come back for two, and then they're back on the road again for four more.
2: Mm.
1: and then we're in the then we're we're basically at the the trade deadline
2: yeah
1: oh uh, it's your boy Ben reminding me 7pm tip uh, tomorrow night because it is TNT normally it would be 6 for us Oh, instead it's it's the late start for Denver they get the dumb uh, 8 o'clock start time for them which midweek 8 o'clock national TV just shoot me for for all the media (laughs) guys that are covering that I'm sorry that sucks Um, woof no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but we will have you guys covered for the pre and post game, at least for that game. And then uh, for the the other five games on the road trip, we will have you guys covered for the uh, the live watch party. And like I said, we do have uh, Casey Holdall and Jamie Hudson. And if, uh, if I can get old Travis Demerge to, to clear COVID protocols, uh, we might get him on the trip as well. So, uh, we'll have some, some folks to talk to uh, pregame uh, and maybe during a watch party uh, for some of this. So, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful evening. We appreciate you joining us. Y'all take care. Talk soon. Uh, for Brandon, I'm Danny. You can find us on social media at Jack Ramsey's, at Danny Morang, at Brandon's Break. Send your questions for the mailbag to anybody on Twitter, or you can email us jackramsey at gmail.com. Take care. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. And we'll talk soon.
3: MyPatriotSupply.com